0: Welcome to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of Transformation Church. With me again today is our lead pastor, Brad Livingston.
2: What's up guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And uh, man, coming off a powerful week, J.O.
1: Yeah, it was. Good
2: good day at AMC. Yeah, it was. And, uh, you know, for a number of reasons. But, uh, man, before we get into it, I, I felt like Worship Sunday was particularly good.
1: Why so? I don't know. I just felt like it. I don't think. I mean, I don't disagree, but I mean, one way you feel. I mean,
2: I I think it's always good. I feel like this Sunday was particularly good. You know. Um,
1: Well, I think we're getting every week. You know, this was week number five. Number five in the uh, in our new location. So, you know, I think we're still settling into that, even from a sound perspective. And
2: yeah, shout out to my man Kyle.
1: Yeah, from a sound and production perspective, every week it keeps improving. you know, that's no easy feat getting in there and Hang on. so, but no, it, worship was good. Yeah. I, and then, you know, it,
2: it just, I don't know. It felt like, you know, I, <clears throat> it's like a spiritual thing. You know what I mean? It's like, you just felt like uh, there there are things we're changing on the back end. Yeah, that I feel like is helping put us in a, in a, in a mindset to see, you know, um, I even think the, the prayer and the, production huddle that no one else sees unless you're on those teams you know you're just setting the stage i think you know i think god honors all those things so
1: uh no doubt and we got good worship leaders too just just from a you know even all four of the vocalists they are not they don't necessarily all like um lead every song you know but there's just good energy there like jonathan's always great up there um f- from a leading our congregation type standpoint and you know um adam Adam and Anna are phenomenal worship leaders just, you know, even from a talent perspective vocally and all those things, you know, um, I think, th- I think Sunday was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, wor- worship and then they did a little different thing. I don't know what you call all that stuff, but they went into that little piece of another song. Yeah, it was like a reprise. Yeah. That that yeah. was cool. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. And then we had our founding pastor, Pastor Dan, Pastor Dan, preaching for us, and uh, man, he always he always comes with the heat. He does, man. He can. We were talking
2: about it after the first service, before the second service. It was funny because it's like he's he's like the grandfather of the house, or the is it, he's the father of the house, grandfather of the house you know how like grandfathers can say stuff that no one else can say? Yeah. And no one said, <laughs> I can't wait till I'm that old. <laughs>
1: not yeah. that he's, he's not old. He's not old, but I mean, when I no, like has
2: a great, like in that, yeah, when yeah. someone's 80, they can say like borderline inappropriate things and no one says anything. To I can't
1: them. wait till that's me. <laughs> Cause I say them now. I just can't get in trouble for it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah,
2: exactly. So it's uh he's yeah. kind of in that place, no. you know? Um, so it's funny, it's, and he he didn't say anything inappropriate on Sunday. None but he just, you know, he he can step on toes. I think he's earned the right to be able to communicate certain things in certain ways. And it's not to say I couldn't say them, but it's definitely received differently when he says them. And I don't think you just earn that when you get older. You know what I mean? Like, sure, it's, I, I, you chalk it up to wisdom. So I think that's part of it. But yeah, man, I mean, it's been great. It's been, been killing it.
1: It was a good time. He was preaching, uh, you know, about like, like uh servant's heart and we got serve day coming up. Um, we're, we're only a few days away. July 13th right is, around the corner. is serve day that we're going to join. Um, you know, I don't know. where <laughs> Pastor Dana was, made me laugh though because he was like, we're joining over 200 other churches. It's a lot more than that. When he got, I don't know where he got that number. If that was like a, an old number they used to have or something, I know there's a there's a lot of churches that participate in Serve Day nationwide or I guess even worldwide. But um, you know, we we join in on that. There'll be thousands. Thousands of people on that Saturday, July thirteenth, around the around the nation, specifically, uh, just serving community. So the way we're doing it for those of you listening, if you if you don't know, just to give some context. If maybe even heard Pastor Dan is, we do it through our small groups. So all the small groups, um, each group kind of picks uh, whatever they want to do to to go out and serve in the community in whatever context. Um, And then it goes on this, on the serve day app that's available. Um, You can download it on your, on your phone and and type in transformation church and it'll pull up all the projects as they're, as they're, posted and, and all those things so if you're not in a small group you can find a project and still participate um, but the small groups are the ones leading the project so um i gotta get mine up Juwan was on me today
2: he got me too yeah
1: <laughs> i was gonna i told him i said hey um i want to talk with my small group on thursday and see you know kind of get a consensus so maybe see what everybody wants to do and he was like cool and then about 30 minutes later he comes back and he's like so uh you're gonna talk to your small group on thursday huh and i was like yeah he's like that's Fourth of July, I don't think you're going to be doing that. And I was like, oh man, it is. Uh, I said, I'll figure something out. <laughs> so, yeah, right. It's like, I'll maybe, maybe not. You know, um, I think, I think I want to do something. Last year, boy, was a project. Let me tell you. But it tell was, them I, about it, dog. Tell them about it. It was so cool. It was <laughs> so cool. But man, I, you want to talk, first of all, everyone, I'm not a, I'm not a handy person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not very handy. I, um. I don't I don't like yard work and stuff like even at my I live in a townhouse I don't have much but my, you know it's not enough for me to buy equipment to knock out the little bit I have so my buddy swings swings by uh twice a month knocks it out you know he has a lawn business knocks it out for me but nonetheless you know last year um we want I wanted to do something since you know we have a heart for the special needs community for our church I wanted to do something out at um uh, miracle league of Pensacola.
2: Right. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: So, you know, and I, I kind of met the, met the guy who runs it and, you know, we decided to go out there and do some like landscaping yard work, uh, do some paintings some pressure washing, just kind of clean up their place. You know, they're completely volunteer driven and, uh, that was my project that I led. And, man, we had a lot of people show up, a lot of people from the church.
2: You had some clutch guys, too. I mean, like, oh yeah, like hard uh, workers.
1: I mean, we had a lot of people. It was really great. They brought tools and gear. And, and girls, sorry. Guys and girls, yeah. Um, we're, we're, we're equal opportunity. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, they brought the gear out and all these things. Uh, we just – I severely underestimated the amount of work it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were out there all day. And then some people – you know, had to leave at certain di- different times. So it was just kind of like whatever you were doing. And you know, if you were, we painted a building for them and you know, if some people when they got done painting, they went ahead and rolled out cause they had to go, you know, kids and things like that. It was cool. So, um, I mean, I didn't get out of there till I, I was the last one to leave me and a couple of others, but it was, it was late. It was like four P I say late. It was like, cause we started early, you know, yeah, so I like, went from like eight to four, I think something like that. And it was, hotter than satan's toenails outside when we were out there um but it was a good day you know we we painted a building and uh they have one uh, like a container that they store a bunch of stuff in out there we paint it kind of looked ratty we painted that whole whole thing for them and man they were real appreciative pressure Um, washing pressure washing um you know i kind of want to do something else out there again this year just a smaller scale um but I know what's funny is some of the guys that all the guys that's in our small in my small group also lead other small groups. Mm-hmm. Jackie, you, not all the guys, but John Sapp. I mean, a lot of the guys all lead other groups. So I don't know that I want to take on a project that big again. Uh, well, I, I know I don't want to take on that big again because I'm not gonna have the the people. Um, but man, it was such a good time to be able to serve that that. I almost said the demographic of people, and I know that's not the right word, but that, that community of people, because um, none of them come to our church, the people that play out there and the families, but um, we do have a heart for that, and it was just cool to be able to make the place a little nicer. Totally. And, and clean, cleaned up. I don't say nicer, because Mr. Larry keeps it really nice, um, but to get it cleaned up a little bit. So that was cool. Yeah, I, I mean. I know y'all came out there a little bit. Y'all were on a, you had a task you were doing, but. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it was something. Is your group doing something? Your marriage group? I'm eating on air,
2: by the way, guys. So if you hear me, like, sounds like I'm eating. I am. <laughs> I'm not eating. <laughs> I'm in between meetings. So, <laughs> um, yeah. No, we we talked about it a little bit. You know, one of the conversations we were having is like going to a fire station and feeding the firefighters at a fire station. So we talked about that. Oh, cool. Um, you know, I'm not really sure. You know, I had even considered talking to you about doing something at Miracle League, too, because of the same reason. Like, you know, summertime, everyone's – anyone that's in a small group in the summer is in, like, three. Right. So, it makes stuff like this a little harder. You know, I think we're yeah. realizing it now. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: We could do it. Let's, we'll talk after. Hey, yeah. Don't do the joint thing and yeah. maybe get out there. and
2: Everyone on the podcast is finding out our plans as we develop <laughs> it. It's great.
1: Welcome to ministry. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> we're totally prepared two yeah. weeks out. Yeah. I don't know what
1: y'all are talking about. So… Uh, <laughs> We are on some stuff.
2: We, yeah, no, no, no this,
0: um,
2: but it is, you know, it's, it's special, man. Serve day is so good because it really gives us a chance to get into the community some and, and just do, you know, it, a lot of times I think ministry gets chalked up to the pastors, the worship leaders, the staff members, like they do ministry. The rest of us just come to church and it's like, no, like, real ministry. You know, it's what I told the pipeline a while back. I told the pipeline, um, back when we were having year one, you know, it's one of the things we talk about. It's like, people don't realize that even for us, I, I do less ministry now than I did, or at least it feels that way. I feel I do do less ministry now than I did when I was working a secular job. When I'm working a secular job, every person that walks through my door, it's it has the potential for me to minister to with the gospel or Mm -hmm. display hope or whatever. We all work around each other. Like Justin, you're saved already. So like (laughs) I talk to you every day. It makes it harder. (laughs) It does. Like, so, um, we have to be more strategic about finding key. Now, don't get me wrong. When I go to Walmart, you know, I'm looking for people. When I go to Target, you know, I'm looking for people, you know, especially Target. And no, I'm just kidding. Well, just kidding. Don't yeah. send those emails. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's funny. Um, uh, but yeah. no,
1: but but and, I, and surely we've, I feel like we've talked about this before, but, you know, in that in, in so many, so many churches, especially I think in your smaller ones where there's this expectation that the pastor, the pastor does, you know everything and all the ministry. And I think he should be doing stuff, but it's, it's the people do the ministry, you know, and it's kind of the pastor's role and job is to equip. I believe that's somewhere in the, in the Bible. Perhaps. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Equip the saints. Um, And that's kind of how we try to spend our times. And, and, you know, as we've grown and how we layer, how we kind of layer that to be able to accomplish it. But, um, you know, got to, got to, got to equip them. Because no, if you, if you, people go to church your whole life and then, but have this, I was listening to a podcast this morning, the Tom Rainer podcast, you know, they were talking about how, um, you know, some reports that are in statistics type thing they were kind of talking about and, you know, the percentage of, of Christians who claim that they love evangelism. But the percentage of them that actually do evangelism is really low. It's like, they they like the love, idea. They like it. the idea of evangelism, but they don't they don't do evangelism. And, and and maybe that's some of that is they don't know how. They haven't been equipped. They haven't been trained. You know, they just like that if someone else sometimes maybe doing the evangelism, right. Um, but you know, that's, that's, that's interesting. I think that's common, you know, so we just try to get, we try to get ahead of that, at least here, you know, it's, it's all of our role, you know, in our, in our assimilation, new member, we call it growth track. You know, we talk about how every, every member is a minister, you know, there's not a great divide between the quote unquote ministers or pastors and the quote unquote congregation congregation. there's not a divide between us. Right. Every member is a minister. In your context and your sphere of influence at your job, your, your family, you know, it's exactly. like, if you're a parent, like what we do on Sunday should supplement what you're teaching your kids. Right. Not, you know, not creative, not creative. We're, right. we're, you know, it's, it's funny. I know everyone's heard this kind of stuff. Like in student ministry, you were a student pastor, but God, yes, you know, I it's was. like parents, parents bring their kid to youth group for an hour a week and, uh, And that's supposed to substitute for the, you know, the the however many other other hours, you know, the other 167 hours in a week where they're not hearing about Jesus. And it's like, you got to fix it. It's like, come on now. Like, yeah, let me help me help you and your kid.
2: Yeah, no, that's exactly it. And it's like, and, 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 you know, I think even in student ministry, you know, it's a prime example of like, you don't listen to anything that I tell you to do with your kids, but then you want me to fix your kids. And I think it's the same way, yeah. you know, in, uh, in church rather than student ministry. Now it's not the kids. It's just you, <laughs> right. so you you, you, uh, you know, I showed you how the Bible says that we shouldn't be sleeping people we're not married to. I showed you in the Bible, how it says that we should operate with character and integrity and with love to point people to Jesus. And, but on display the love of christ and um but we should also navigate decision making with character and integrity that of the holy spirit operating and like we, we i tell you all those things you don't do it and then you get yourself in trouble but you want me to fix the trouble that you got yourself into or you want me to pray for you because you don't have a prayer life with the lord and well, so
1: like, yeah and it's like, i can't fix that <laughs> or and or yeah the you know where even the stuff that they like people hear a good sermon but yeah. do people ever go and like verify? Riches. You know what man, I'm saying? Like, man, you man, know, like I want to go read that scripture. Like I'm taking, you know, when we do note handouts, right? Yeah. Like I'm taking this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go back. I'm going to, I'm going to read that scripture myself. I'm going to reference I'm going to put it in the content because, Come on. because we don't, we preach, I say we as a church, you typically preach a little more topically, topically yeah. you know? So, um, sometimes you're making points and you use scripture to make those points. Right. Yeah. Now I feel like you do a good job of keeping those scriptures even in their context, yeah. making the point, right. You know, cause you could surely just we'll go clarify find, a
2: story. Yeah. Like this is what's happening in this. text. Exactly. This cause you can go understand.
1: find a line out of the Just uh, p- pick a line of scripture totally. and, and for whatever point you want. But, totally. um, you know, context, context matters, context um, matters, but, Hermeneutics, but you know, you may have several different scriptures from several different books of yep. the Bible, yep. you know, and the nice thing is we provide the notes, but, man it'd be nice sometimes you know hopefully there's people hopefully people do and surely there are some but i would yeah. say most probably don't ever go back and spend time with that you well know? that's the problem man and, and it's a netflix <laughs> church culture not <laughs> us but
2: america Ooh, say it again <laughs> um yeah the i think the what you run into with that uh and what we see you know oh boy Um, (laughs) I think what you see, you know, most of the charismatic movement, I'm trying to be very careful with my words here. I can tell. Um, there is a large percentage of Facebook Christians that are sharing preachers and sermons and amening preachers and sermons who have terrible theology and have terrible, terrible biblical exegesis. Like they just, it's atrocious. Like, um, you know, I, I, I was, <sighs> for example, <laughs> I, I just was, uh, sent a YouTube link of a very well-known church that probably most of our listeners listen to their music and, Guy gets on stage and says that um, he had a vision where Jesus asked him to forgive him. Like, Jesus was asking forgiveness from this guy. Huh. I was like, boy, listen. (laughs) For what? Like, it was a thing. He sinned against him or something? Well, no. Like, (laughs) it was like, this guy is a member of my body, and so if he offended you, I offended you, so forgive me. And I was like, I... Get what you're trying to do there, but nah. Like, I
1: I, I don't even know. what, I have seen this. We ain't talked yeah, about
2: this. A, it, I, but I,
1: I yeah. In two guesses, I can guess that church.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're right. You so could two guesses. Yeah. So, um, and it's just like one of those things where it's like,
1: yeah. well, here's the thing about it. And I don't know if this is right or wrong. I feel like someone can have bad theology and still say something correct. Or wrong, you know, a broken sure. clock is, is right twice, twice a day. day. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. 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 Um, Kenneth Copeland may say something that is accurate or maybe even theologically sound one minute. The, the next minute, you may have to watch out for. Yeah. Um, well, and, not that, I, not that I'd like to name drop anyone, but... you um, I don't, you know, I don't mind with him. I, I'm not a fan. Uh, but even even some of these churches, like the one I think you're talking about, even some of the music I like, some I'm, I don't get down with. Yeah. Right, right, um, right, So I think it's... Uh, I, I just I appreciate context. I can like one song and not the next. The the song I do like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw all the music out because some totally. of the stuff could be what I would. I, I don't I know, you know, I don't want to say the whole thing's heresy because maybe they have a different interpretation or view of scripture based on their, you know, their, theo- their theology, whatever, you know, so, <laughs> um, that's between them and, you know, but if there is a song or, uh, or something that resonates that is not necessarily bad theology, um,
2: Well, it, yeah, it, well, that goes back to, the, you know, how we got here in the first place, which is like, you know, we as believers have to shoulder the weight of, and the responsibility of... Biblical investigation ourselves, well,
1: and some stuff like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the song name, okay, reckless love, okay. I don't like it. I get it. I get what they're saying, right. I just personally don't like it, right. Um, I do think God's love is irrational. I do think it's illogical to us, right. I don't know that I would label it as Reckless because that word and Reckless has a a definition agreed Agreed. so I don't like the song I like the song I think the song sounds good you know I think it's a song you can get into it's a beautiful song right Um, I just don't like it I don't like the term Reckless but I also that being the case I also understand the point that the dude who wrote the song is making yeah right so is it complete heresy or is it not Or is there, well, if something is a little heresy, is it full heresy? It's like a lie, you know? Uh, uh, So I don't, I don't know. I don't personally choose. I don't think we do that song in our church. No, we don't. Um, And if we did, I don't, I'm I'm one of our pastors, but I don't really make the call on worship songs. I I don't get into that lane. We trust our people, but I don't know that I'd be upset about it, but I just personally. We mm probably, we would probably only do it on one Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, <laughs> the,
2: first, the first time they did. The, the first time they did it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would probably um, be the last time they did it. Yeah, but
1: but, um, but I don't know that I would be like, I wouldn't run down to the stage and cut no, it off. Right, no, no, <laughs> totally. <Stop. laughs>
2: right, I would let it play out for that Sunday. Right, 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 right. right, right. Um, so that's just me. But there the, are some songs that I would literally walk out of my seat, grab a microphone, interrupt them in the middle of it, and segue <laughs> into my preaching. Yeah, like there are some songs that are that bad theologically. Hey, what is it? What, what songs? Ooh, yeah. Oh man, I'd have to, I'd have to go back and look at okay. like some titles, but okay. there are definitely some. Um, but, but most you know, of them belong to a particular
1: church group. So. I can imagine. <laughs> so, uh, is it the same one? Yep. Oh yeah. See. Yeah. So but some of the songs I do like. Right. Like, like, and that's I, I love, like I love. It is. Oh, Everyone who knows, knows who we're talking about. So we're just, gonna, we're going to keep talking cryptically, but I think everyone knows because okay. we're like naming songs now. I love the song. It is well.
2: Yes. Love Which that. they didn't write. So. Oh, of course they didn't.
1: Yeah. Um, but I do, I do love that song. Yeah. Um, you're right. They didn't write that. So yes. that's in the yeah. worship world. They kind of, you know, right. it's like that's, Chris, Chris Tomlin did. making all this money and everyone else's right. songs. I'm thinking it as well. is
2: from like 1920. It's interest. old. It's old. It's old. Yeah. yeah. So but
1: I like their version. I should say, maybe I'll say
0: that. I yeah, like that. Fair v-
2: enough. Because they are great musicians, um, I think they're good songwriters. I think that uh, you know there's a there's a lot that goes on with with all of that. I think that I think with with anything in the church world, because it sounds good, doesn't mean it's accurate. You know, take Reckless Love, for example, which that song doesn't belong to a church. A person wrote that yes. who's a worship leader in, in, the, in the country. So uh, it doesn't belong to any church. So I don't mind using an example. Uh, Corey Asbury was part of the writing process, I believe. If not, he was the total uh, writer. But um, I agree with you. And that's mm-hmm. why I think strong theology matters. Because... Um, in one theological viewpoint, the one that you and I both do not hold, um, you could God's love could be very reckless, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it just kind of is uh, very f- flippant and kind of whoever and whatever and whyever and whatever, you know. Um, and then the and that would be shown through who Jesus is and what He did at the cross, which is very, <clears throat> you know. I really hope people get saved. And then there's a different theological position that says that God's love wasn't reckless. Matter of fact, it was very intentional. Mm -hmm. It was very specific. um, And um, the people that it was meant for um, will not might not hopefully they will um, come to put their faith in Jesus, which means that it wasn't reckless at all. It was very specified, um, and again I think it just goes back to theology and um, so in that particular case the reason why I, I we would never do it again but I also wouldn't shut it off is like it, there's biblical backing for both viewpoints and um, for our house uh, it's not appropriate however there's plenty of people that go to church at our church that would fall in line with that. So it's just like, it's very muddy waters. And honestly, it's probably stuff that most people would not care to get into the weeds of, you know, maybe you, maybe you're listening right now and you're like, oh, are you guys done yet? Like you're hitting <laughs> the fast forward button, like, Oh, no, nope, we're still here. Um, so it, you know, I think it's just one of those things, but no, you're right. I mean, it, it, theological accuracy is so important. You know, I wrote a, I wrote a, I wrote two blogs. I wrote a blog that has two parts, um, on our resource site you know, why do I need theology part one and part two? Um, which if you want to check that out, you can go to resources.mytc.life um, and you can have a look at it. Yep. Um, but my, I put a couple blog posts up there already. Why do I need theology? And theology is just so important, man, how we see God and who we understand him to be. In my opinion is of vital importance yet undervalued in drastic extents. So, um, which is cool because you got to go through a little bit of a theological shift. Yeah, when you came here, right? Yeah. I think you were like border, like scraping the journey already, and then it just yeah. kind of like getting here. I don't. We never really talked
1: about it before you got here, though. Did we? Um, I, I think we did. Okay, uh, maybe once or twice, but I don't. I don't remember. Not in depth. Was, I, guess. I don't know timeline. I guess, but maybe not in depth. But maybe some. I think. I think I was headed that. I think I was headed that way at least in, in inside, you know, in my, yeah. in my head and, and everything. But, um, and then it started really once, you know, start talking about it. Then it really, yeah. You know, um, and I got to have a, I got to talk about a cool conversation about the and of last week when I saw Al, like hanging out oh, with yeah, Al a little yeah. bit, we talk about all that stuff. So, yeah. which is cool.
2: And I think a couple of resources kind of hit at the same time for you, you know, Grudem's systematic oh, yeah. theology. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Just all that, you know, all those resources kind of culminating together to, to give some clarity, which is so helpful. Plus, you know, I think it's like, um, really lining up with particularly in the United States, but you know, you start paying attention to like some, these authors and pastors, the ones that are like the most faithful and true to creating genuine exegesis on the Bible and where they line up and you're going oh (laughs) like there's a trend you know what i mean it's
1: like huh okay you know so man well it can be eye-opening i mean you can hear sermon like there's yeah there's a two 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 preachers that i i i like i don't i'm not you know i don't love either one of them i guess i like both i've seen one live in person good stuff However, is some of the messages, and then when you hear a, a different message on the same story, like, yeah. Ch- like Ch- yep. Chandler, you know, Chandler's version of <laughs> that story,
2: um, lighting the trail on fire, ladies it, and gentlemen.
1: It really just is like, you know what? He's, He's he is. Right. The, I thought the first one, when you listen to it, it's like, man, that's good, man. Yeah, that's good stuff. It is sc- reading scripture and, you know, da da da. But when you really, yeah. you say, oh, wait a second, he is right. Did yeah. that make the other sermon? Bad or wrong? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's surely yeah. it's surely opposite viewpoints. Yeah, yeah. So you, you know what I mean? Such so totally. I think all that does matter, and that's yeah. why I think you have to you have to address some of these guys. And man, what a weight! Um, what a weight these big name guys have on them. You know, some of them you know, like Michael Todd, uh, Transformation Church in Oklahoma City. Yeah, you know, he's been a pastor for a while, and he had one clip go viral and now he's pretty well known people share his stuff and his sermon clips yeah i don't know that he asked for that i don't know that he wanted that um it it happened off of a good sermon or quote unquote a good sermon but you know it resonated with people that they shared it and went viral
2: but and what's and what's crazy is the clip that they shared if i'm not mistaken had no scripture in it it that's the crazy part
1: well and what i'm saying is like what I hope people when they hear us talking about these things, it's not to like um criticize even no, named no. pastors because you That's know That's
2: why we're not giving cri- you their names other oh, Michael Todd, which well, was a compliment. Well yeah, not a- but
1: but even it, it's not wrong. It's not wrong for people and if if anything, not that if we're gonna lump ourselves into this um club for lack of a better word, sure. If their pastors were pastors, right. I have a right on some level to critique or examine or question what they're preaching.
2: Uh, Yeah. You know, so like if if
1: I want to sit here and I want to name a Kenneth, I already already said his name. Don't mind doing that. It's it's not that I'm just wanting to bash somebody, but I have a right to examine the words coming out of his mouth on his, on the, on his TV program or his radio or online, his sermons. Like we have a right to examine and and then call out. Is that heresy? Is that a false gospel? You know, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's. I think either. there are people who just like to bash preachers just to do sure. it, and I'm not down with that, or bash Christians or other Christians or whatever. Yeah. I don't think it's from a self righteous standpoint, but I do think, and we have a responsibility to our body of people. That's it. So you know, we have people that may listen. There's people in our church that. What if they listen to Ken, Kenneth Copeland every Sunday? We have a somewhat of an obligation to them to to say, Hey, that's you don't even listen to that. Don't. Yep. yep. Don't. Yep. Don't send your money there. So if you
2: think that Justin and I are just in here, like recording this podcast, telling you not to listen to Kenneth Copeland, let me just be clear. Okay. We're are, that's exactly <laughs> what we're telling you.
0: So,
2: <laughs> um, do it at your own uh, risk. Yeah. yeah uh, uh-huh. But anyways, it is. And it's, it's, we have the responsibility and that's why I say people like, do you have the right as pastors? We have the responsibility, um, you know, to, to weigh what is true and accurate. You know, I mean, you look at Paul when he's writing to Timothy and uh even when even you get into Ephesians and and Thessalonians and some of these other I mean, one of the constants is like judging for what is good, you know, because there's, you know, there's always, and, and even when the when the disciples asked Jesus, like what is the sign of your coming? His response was let no man deceive you. Well, you're only ever going to get deceived with partial truth. Like no one can spit to you an outright lie and you just believe it. Well, no one's going to tell me the sky is green. Like it's well, pretty and, clear that it's
1: blue. And you know? some of the the letters that Paul wrote only exist because he was calling out Galatians. Right. Yeah. I mean, he was calling out, they were mixing Baal worship with, you know, circumcision. You know, yeah. they had to get like, there was all these things that were being added to the gospel. Baal worship like
2: other gods right they were like, like money and jets for example oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. interesting so,
1: you know, his ho- carry on the, his whole letter to them was like hey that's like you don't yeah. need you don't have to you don't have to be circumcised right yeah f- g- f- grace through faith you know you know what right, i mean it, right. it, 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 he was reiterating this grace message of jesus not this you got to be circumcised the not, the, not the not the um the Baal worship that comes along in the the pagan type stuff they were trying to mix in. I mean, that's why the letter even exists. Yeah. He's calling it out. Yeah. Not, not, not calling it out. Right. Calling not, not out. calling it out. So, you know, not that we're Paul, but
2: you no, know. no, that, that I am not. No, but yeah, no, that's the, that's the important part, man, that we got to realize and, and understand, you know, when we're giving ourselves to, um, different teachers and preachers is that they're, faithfully proclaiming the word of God. And, and there's, I mean, you know, I have a lot of friends, I have pastor friends, um, that I'm really close to that have somewhat different theological positions than I do. Um, we line up in some areas, we don't line up in the others. Um, but they faithfully preach what the word of God says. Um, and I would say sometimes they may dance around some of the things that would solidify them into where I believe (laughs) theology points us. But at the end of the day, you know, they faithfully proclaim the gospel, which is faith through Christ alone will give us an eternity in heaven with him. Um, you know, not a yacht or a mansion, um, you know, but the faith in Christ would. Uh, it does. <laughs> might actually it even be
1: pain and suffering.
2: <laughs> uh, hello, somebody. <laughs> Boy, listen, Francis Chan, the letters of the church.
1: I know everyone says it's so
2: good. messing you up or it's messing me up. You know, so, but nonetheless, um, yeah, man, I mean, pain and suffering, I, I would dare say that pain and suffering is absolutely, uh, it's not even negotiable. It's part of the gospel. You can't like, I, you can't,
1: you can't convince me otherwise. But I mean, the apostles, some of them, I mean, they, they were, they died. Yeah. I mean, you follow Jesus back then. It's like you might die for this. Yeah. like li- Absolutely. Literally. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's crazy. That's, so like, we're in a way, we're in a, we're just in a different spot.
2: It is man. So we have to be faithful to, to what the, what the Bible says is true. You know, that's why I, I kind of go back and forth, you know, uh, the, this King James version of the Bible conversation re- has surfaced a couple times again recently and uh um,
1: man someone was just talking about this it wasn't you though
2: um it just recently surfaced a couple times through a few different people and uh you know my they, they say like do you preach from the King James version or like what do you preach from and I I told them I was like I preach from the most accurate exegetical position that even researches back to the original Greek and Hebrew of the Bible like The King KJV isn't the end all be all for the Bible, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, it's a great translation. I'm not bashing it. I don't throw it out. I use it sometimes, but
1: it's just that.
2: Yeah. It's not the, yeah. So what I was getting at is that we shoulder the weight of teaching the word of God in its truest form, which most of the time means this, we end up going back to its original writing, to, to determine its accuracy, not even the original English version of it, but like, you know, going back to its original writings and trying to decipher intent and meaning. So, but all that to say is it's, it really is our responsibility. I I think about people in China, right? Who in certain parts, if they get caught carrying a Bible, they're just killed on the spot. It's like they, they care for, and they nurture the word of God, so much you know i mean like they they just man it truly is a life source for them uh and so like we've got here we've on this side we've got that you know where it's like man it's just it is their source it's the word of god it's truth and they live by it you know and they live with it you know um and sometimes in america we just get like lazy like i'll just let someone else tell me what i should believe and it's like you got the like you know what? Well, <laughs> for real, and when people are like, I, I, "I just need you to I, tell I, me what to think," I am like, "There is nothing that I currently have that you don't have access to. The education that I have, you have access to. It. Like, there is you know, anointing separate, but that's an ability to communicate the gospel. Your understand your ability to understand it, read it, know it. You still, you literally have that ability, <laughs> which is why the pipeline exists. But still,
1: yeah, and that whole translation." conversation and uh, uh. I mean it's like sometimes people ask so, like yeah. even especially new new believers like yeah. which you know they go to the Christian bookstore or something there's like there's a wall of Bibles like which one do I get? Yeah. And it's like you know, what translation? It's like whatever one you're gonna read. Like yeah. if you will read the King James
0: more but you don't on, read the E
1: S V, by God read that King uh, more James. On you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. But like just I like the ESV. Do you like the ESV? I'm an ESV guy. Yeah, I, I like the ESV. Actually, I'm, I think I want to use something out of the new King James, though, for hey, yo. my thing on... Whenever it's coming up, 14th?
2: Yep. That's so what I say. It's like, what is which which version of the Bible most accurately puts into words what the original intent was behind it, and that's what we'll use. Like So, you know, but whatever.
1: Yeah. So, all that so, to say... So, Sunday...
2: <laughs> all that to say,
1: if you're still with us...
2: Um, Is that, you know, Pastor Dan, I did an amazing job communicating the heart of the servant um, and who Jesus put on display for the world to see that he is um, and in that uh, communicated the message of a servant and the servant's heart and what it means, you know, in Matthew 20 um, and then also in John 13, you know, he spent some time there and. Really was talking about Jesus, but he's talked about the characteristics of a servant. You know, four decisions that must be made daily. So the four decisions are: one, a service a servant puts service over status. And I think that that's you know that's important. Like yeah. we're not position hunting. You know what I mean? Like uh, you know, there's a meme in my phone. You know, it's like call the ministry.
1: You won't even stack chairs. Right? <laughs>
2: you know, it's a cat cat Williams, yeah. <laughs> and it's
1: like. Man, like, it, it, man, I would be so okay with never stacking another chair in my life. Because I stacked a lot of chairs in the church world. That's what you do. You it. we do it every every time we have a meeting. Every in time the we have rooms. a meeting, we're stacking chairs. So. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: I mean, like, if you ain't stacking chairs, you ain't ready for ministry. Yeah, but that's the thing. You know, even think about like, it, it's so funny because people, even for like, I'll take myself as an example. You know, I'm the lead pastor of this church. My dad was the lead pastor of this church. I think for some people, now no one's ever said this to me, but I would, I would think for some people, their natural assumption is just like, well, yeah, Brad just, you know, Pastor didn't just gave him the church because it's his son. It's like, right? But there's not a toilet and on the Fairfield building that I have not cleaned myself. There's not a, a square inch of flooring that I haven't mopped or vacuumed myself. There's not a chair in there that I haven't put up and back and up a million times myself. There's not a table that hasn't been set up by me. You know what I'm saying? Those There's works, not a classroom that hasn't been taught in by me. Like,
1: Yeah. It, it ain't like you got to be, you know, whatever, however, 31 last year and dad's like, yeah, go ahead and here's a church.
2: Yeah, here's a church that you never served. Right. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, you know, um, what people don't know is like, There was a lot of times that uh, like announcements or Pastor Dan would change his notes. So back in the day, Pastor Dan would be a little notorious for changing his notes on Saturday night. Well, guess who had to come in Sunday morning at five o'clock in the morning to redo the notes or go to the church, which is 30 minutes from my house, drive to the church at 11 p.m. because Pastor Dan wanted to change something on the notes and redo them this guy, you know what I'm saying? It's like, but no one ever saw that. Right. And it's, um, and it's not something that you have to get a pat on the back for. It's just understanding like the throughout the years, I was here to serve the kingdom of God and I was here to serve our church and I was here to serve our pastor. And in that level of honor, it built up a platform that you eventually stand on. Right. And it's not because you want it. It's because before you know it, that level of honor, commitment, integrity, Um, in ministry causes other people to see it and follow it so before you know it you don't realize it but you've created a platform and people are following Mm -hmm. and that's the way it should work you know uh, you don't demand a platform you don't demand a position your work creates a platform and your commitment creates a position Mm -hmm. and i think that's that's how that should go you know so it's good so, yeah. So, and then number two, a servant a servant puts character over comfort.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Character over comfort. Aligning ourselves. Like, I, I love what Pastor Dan says, uh, said on Sunday. and said, God, God doesn't just want me to be happy. He wants us to be holy.
1: Yeah, that was good.
2: And, uh, man, so powerful.
1: That's not a Kenneth Copeland uh, <laughs> statement. Hey, yo.
2: Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Like, man- and recognizing like sometimes it's inconvenient like sometimes it's hard but as we serve people like man we should do it we, you know we do it out of our heart um then number three he said a servant puts we over me a servant puts we over me um you know acts to talk about all the believers that were gathered together having everything in common they sold their property and possessions to give it to anyone in need like really putting your emphasis and your attention on the, we, the collective, what do we need as a church? You know, what do we need to do? So, um, you know, and really recognizing that there's nobody that's below our serving or we're not below serving anybody. That may be easier to put, like, there's no one who I would, we should ever look at as believers and say, I don't know if they're worth giving to right. or helping or serving. Um, you know, and Pastor Dan made another great note on sunday he said you'll never serve who you detest or despise
1: that's good you know that whole (laughs) what you just said and then his point his point what you just said and then the the point of the message yeah um is like is resonating with me when i see things like i don't i'm not gonna go down this trail but the things like with the at the border
2: right 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 right. you know i mean
1: man regardless politics and stuff like those are p those are those are people that's right that's right. 100%. Um, and I'm not saying I claim to the answer. But if your first thought is, well, they shouldn't have came. Doesn't matter that he's dead in the river in that picture. Shouldn't have came. Shouldn't have tried to cry. Like, that's not the, the, no. the love of Christ is not in you if that's your first thought. Exactly. So, it, like, but that's what you're right. Like, you know, that's why labels are bad. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? You can, when you label someone, you and can. Totally. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good.
2: That, yeah. And, and that's the thing is it's just like, you know, <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> Cause I can, uh, you know, it's, it, we're not Americans that serve Jesus. We're Christians that live in America mm-hmm. and don't Man. ever get it confused. What comes first?
1: Well, yeah. Pa- patriotism has become quite an idol nationalism and patriotism are uh, quite an idol. I love my country, but... Oh, boy. <laughs> <let's>, <laughs> no, yeah, you're, you're I right. do love my country, but yeah. I don't love it more than my right. faith or Jesus, and some people seem like they do.
2: Yeah, pe- people have made it the flag, than the faith. Yeah. And it's not. I'm not about it's, that. It's the faith, then a Number of other things, and then the flag is yeah. down there somewhere too because God said that we respect the laws, we respect the rulers that were put in place, you know. Like, so don't get me wrong, like, we there's a certain level of honor and respect we should have for our yeah. president and our leaders, whoever they are, however they got there.
1: Yeah, right, right. it's funny though, but even that, we we respect laws. Here's my argument not to you, but to people, but to even the patriot, like, um, abortion. That's settled law of the land that abortion is legal. Roe v. Wade. That's why the Supreme Court doesn't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. They all say it's settled law. The Christians are completely okay with not obeying that law. Yet other laws, they throw up those scriptures of, you know, You got to, you know, respect the law of the land or that's not a scripture, but they they say those things or, you know, you got to pray for your leaders and all those things. It's like, but really we we follow the laws and and the things that the scripture tells us to do when they're righteous, when they're good, when they're based on biblical, it is okay for me to oppose the law of abortion because it's, it's doesn't follow what scripture says. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's. you know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah, a,
2: yeah. well, and it's, and it's understanding. I mean, even understanding that, like the understanding the intent that the scripture was written in and how it applies. Right. Like there, there actually isn't, there's not a law that says abortion is okay. It's just saying there's not a law saying that it's illegal. So it, it, if you know what I'm saying? So it's like, true but even understanding the context in which it was written which is like listen if if your government says not to do certain things then don't do those things because you're you're ruining your witness in this realm by not by saying i'll do what i want here but in the faith i won't do what it it's a contradiction which is what you're getting at Uh,
1: yeah and and abortion is a bad one but you know there could be there could be an immigration law that treats uh, migrant Immigrant children poorly right. As a Christian I don't think we should treat kids that way Now the law It may fit within the realm of the law right. So some Christians would say Hey hey respect the leaders Respect the leaders Pray for them It's okay it's within the law and I say, okay, well, great. Well, so you're cool with homosexual marriage. Well, they're wrong on that one. It's yeah. like, come on, brother. They're either right, you know. So, so yeah. what you're saying is some can be wrong, and if they can be wrong, then, then maybe this one's wrong. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, so and I think it's just yeah. We're yeah. just we're we're too paid. I don't. I, don't know. I think an
2: easier one to even like communicate your point. It's like speeding. <sighs> yeah. Speed limit's fifty. Every Christian does sixty-five. That's a law. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a lot to me.
1: <laughs> <The> suggestions, <laughs>
2: but uh, but you know what I mean? Like, I that's do. A, that's an a easy, tangible one to
1: say. Like, oh, ah, yeah. okay, well, like, but we've, uh, yeah, we've. But made you're a, right. An when it gets
2: into when it gets into cases of like like you're saying, you know, uh, children at the border, like God made those kids, yeah. we're putting them in cages. That's not okay, man. Like, I don't... And it never will be. Yeah. Like, it's... Do we need to figure something out? Yes. Is the current system that's in place... Like, do we need to... uh, And... um,
1: Yeah. And then when you say and, it ain't like they're just coming to come. They're fleeing. War-torn gang violence right. like these parents the reason they're bringing their kids because the, the kids at 10 years old are being recruited in the gangs and if they don't go they kill the family or human trafficking, human trafficking yep. the, the violence the war like they're not just like they didn't just wake up one day and decide to, let's just roll out fam yeah. they're, they're well, fleeing something so like that's
2: and that- that's the and the and the thing even going back to that right like from a and we really got off on this didn't we but i'll, I'll put it this way and then we'll move on is the what Americans' fear is losing our comfortability. They're going to take our jobs, quote-unquote, which isn't a real thing, but whatever. They're going to take the jobs, or they're going to bring whatever. Like, So let me get this straight. What they're going to do is make things... It, it, in your words which aren't necessarily true but I'm just going like so even if we were to agree with what people are saying so they're going to take jobs which make things uncomfortable they may bring some suffering because violence or whatever may enter so, um, so uncomfortability and suffering may enter into our country which is the two things that Paul and Jesus both promised were going to happen to us as believers so rather than embracing what the gospel already tells us is going to happen anyways we want to fight against it to keep our American dream but deny the gospel yeah. and other people
1: yeah,
2: exactly well the thing is like we live in that constant state anyways we'll give yeah, you number four and we'll golly, move on move number on. four a servant puts worship over wealth yeah, worship not just a song of worship but a heart of worship a life of worship worship man over wealth worship and a life dedicated to the lord's the most important thing and so we give to god that um and so in tune we're giving the lord our life so that's it guys passion in did a great message if you haven't heard it yet go check it out we're actually sending out an email uh, so you should be getting that email soon that'll have the sermon notes in it uh, we didn't have them ready for Sunday but we wanted to go ahead and get them to you guys and also a link to the sermon so um, if you are part of our well, network you will get that
1: and well and by the time you're listening to this sure already got you
2: it. should have already got it yeah. so if you didn't get it um, that means we don't have your information in our network and you can send us an email uh, to uh, contact at transformation and we can get you plugged in and get you a copy of all that so feel yes. free
1: to do it yeah check us out online where can they do that just transformationchurch.com all right and facebook and instagram what are those at transformation pensacola hey there you go hey,
2: so check us uh, out. thank you guys for tuning in with us uh, for another week another sermon another follow-up podcast see ya
0: thanks for tuning in to the transformation church weekly follow-up podcast it would mean so much to us if you would subscribe like and review on itunes you get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.